In the world of glitz and glamour, terror strikes under the stars. One podcast dares to shine the light on the dark mysteries of Hollywood's past. From the cold case files of the LAPD, Riff Laugh presents the Hollywood Dead Podcast. Murder, deceit, and all the true crime from Tinseltown. The Hollywood Dead Podcast, coming soon. Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Fantastic in my Superman pants. Oh, Superman pants. Superman pants. I'm wearing them. Yeah, is, is that in honor of the recently released Snyder Cut uh, Justice League? Uh, yes, it is. I spent uh, four hours watching that damn show. <laughs> you got into some comfy Superman pants. You're doing a little bit of a pajama cosplaying. I am to watch, to watch the movie. <laughs> I was in my pajama pants watching the entire movie. I remember pausing it, and I was like, "I still haven't met Superman," and it's three hours into the damn movie. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's long, but I, I don't know. There's there's lots of things that we binge that are far far exceed the four hour turn time but, it's but they don't feel doesn't... as long they don't feel it's true because they they start and they stop you know i mean <laughs> there's credits and like a 15 second countdown to the next episode yes <laughs> netflix asks you if you're still interested yeah if this was like a six-part movie it would be a lot better like a six-part series me. like a mini series yeah like 40 minute episodes yeah but we're not talking justice league right now we're what are we talking about Corey? Yeah, we're going to save the Justice League talk for another podcast that we'll be on. And what uh, podcast is that? Better Than Most Things will be on uh, that podcast soon, talking almost exclusively about the Snyder Cut and other things, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, those, uh, you know, podcast friends that we made, uh, they helped us break in our uh, our game, uh, the Switch the Envelope game, which was a lot of fun. So it's going to be great to give, get onto their show and, uh, you know, spread some more funny elsewhere on the Internet. But tonight, Jeff, or today, or yes. whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are exploring movie sequels that are better than the originals. Yes, I've floated the idea of doing movie sequels that kill a franchise. However, this is going to be the movie sequels that not save a franchise, but where you'd prefer to see the sequel than maybe the original. Yes, it, it uh, improves from the, the source material, which very similar to the Snyder Cut, even though it's not a sequel. It is, you know, another version of the film that is better than the original version of the film. These Absolutely. are continuations of a film series that make it better. Now, Jeff, we should point out that we are not going to be talking about uh, expansive franchises here. <laughs> hey, Corey, remember a long time ago when we said we weren't going to over um, over explain our show? 
at the beginning. Yeah, I slept through that meeting. I, uh... Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We should we should have more meetings because we don't have any. <laughs> no. Um, so let's I'm just sleeping. jump into it, Corey. Let's get just jump into it. sequels that are awesome. Awesome sequels. What movie has an awesome sequel to you? You can't talk about sequels that were better than, than the original without mentioning Terminator 2, Jeff. Absolutely. Because originally, I thought there was only one Terminator. I thought Terminator 2 was the first one. When I found out, <laughs> first found out there was a Terminator 1, I was like, what? I mean, it is called Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So like that does imply that there was a previous Terminator. I just thought they just made it said Terminator 2 because, you know, they wanted to make it sound like there were more of them. It's like a, a Mel Brooks thing, like History of the World Part 1, even though there's no yeah, Part 2. exactly. There's no Part 1. There's no <laughs> Part 2. Term, the original Terminator is good. Uh, it's It does not age well. <laughs> Almost well, immediately mean, for me. Um, and it felt like they were doing the, the best fucking movie they could on a lower budget, right? It was a little B movie. Yeah, and also right? we got to say that Terminator movies, with the exception of Arnold Schwarzenegger... And your career. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, n- so no offense to Edward Furlong. No offense to the guy who played the cop. No offense to... Um, <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Um, who? Oh, sorry. She's in a lot of Lifetime movies. But no, she- offense to, no offense to the other people that are in these movies. But, oh, sorry. The guy that was in uh, Navy Seals, who was also in Terminator 1 who was killed, but the, these movies end your career. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's, it's another one of those uh, Hollywood curses, right? It's it Who played the girl Terminator in that other Terminator where Arnold Schwarzenegger's not in it? Nobody knows, Jeff. Nobody knows. You know why? <laughs> because she's in a Terminator movie. Terminator movie, yeah. Yeah, except for Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, <clears throat> nothing nothing could kill that guy's career. Um it's it's kind of incredible how he could do really crappy movies. He could do pretty good movies. It didn't matter. People were going to see him. Or he could do his his maid, and still his career is thriving. Solid. He becomes governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, Terminator Two is a much more fun ride um, than than the first one. First one is uh, it's dark. <laughs> Buddy comes back. To fuck his uh, mom. Terminator Two is pretty dead. dark, man. They're both. I mean, it's a dystopian future that we're trying to escape, um, but it, it's a. Uh, it just it has more life to it, ironically, because it's about robots uh, pretending to be humans. But yeah, it, it just it has more more spunk, more pizzazz. There's awesome motorcycle chase scenes. It's yeah, but it's also got the worst body double I've ever seen in any movie. When you see the scene of the motorcycle jumping off the bridge, yeah, it is so obviously not Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's yeah. it's just funny. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty bad if you if if you know what you're looking for. That's true. Next time anybody watches Terminator Two, just watch the motorcycle jumping off the bridge. It is so not Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's he's got like a different colored wig on too. Like yeah, it's, and he's it's like, like a different haircut or something like that. He's like, like fifty pounds. Heavier, heavier than Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad body double. But aside from that, I think that the CG in this movie kind of holds fantastic. up. It kind of holds up, Jeff. And, and considering, you know, this movie was made when in the mid-90s when uh, the CG in this movie was considered groundbreaking for what it was. 
uh, it still still kind of holds up, just like the CG in in um, in Jurassic Park, right? Like, well, there's, there's some parts in this movie where it's a little bit hokey, like when uh, when the T2000 uh, is it T2000 or T1000 T1000. 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 When the T1000 comes out of the truck and comes from the flames of the fire, it's a little hokey. But he's liquid can, metal. It's fine. Like it looks. No, but the way metal-y. the liquid metal comes out of the fire is a really hokey. But yeah, it's still still passable. But for early day, I give it a C minus. For, for I give it a B, man. For early day CG, like it's fantastic. You must grade on a curve, but you I know, do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like law school for CG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so Terminator Two, light years ahead of uh, the original Terminator, and then they kind of just are mediocre beyond that. It's weird. Like Terminator Two is is definitely the tentpole movie in that franchise. All right. So next movie. Um, you know, Corey, you can tell everybody as a as an aside because I didn't actually watch this movie, Evil Dead. Oh, Evil Dead Two specifically, and I would even put on here Army of Darkness. So the Evil Dead movies uh, from Sam Raimi are um, it's a little bit of a like a weird like movie trajectory, right? Like he wanted to make this uh, real gory zombie type evil movie where these kids go to a cabin they unlock <laughs> fucking hell from a evil book and uh chaos and gore and rotting flesh ensue right um he shot it in a, a very shoestring budget and the resulting film was an like unintentional comedy right like it's kind of campy it's um cheesy in parts the special effects are you know like cool in some areas and some they're not um so he decided that he was just going to lean into the sort of like people were laughing ironically at his movie and made evil dead with a bit of tongue-in-cheek uh humor (laughs) and it works he basically recreated the same film um again but threw in you know a bit of like it it knows what it is now and it was for for the better and it really cemented uh bruce campbell as this cult icon of the cult horror icon as being ash from the evil dead uh then he went even more bonkers with uh, army of darkness uh where he took ash and put him in medieval uh, era and battled a you know an undead army (laughs) with his boomstick uh it's it became something that is so much more cool and quirky and had so much more character, but that original film is pretty bad. So evil dead two and even army of darkness, uh, far exceed the, the quality and are, I, I think probably the best example of a sequel being better than its original, like a true cool. sequel being better than its original. Right. I just Aside, nothing done. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> add anything to that cause I've never seen that movie. So, um, but I will say we are going to move on to one of the movies that is probably debated on by geeks all over the world. <laughs> um, so we're not going to debate it right now. We're just going to say that we'll give it its we'll give it props here. Okay, so we're going to say that Empire Strikes Back sequel to the original Star Wars. We know there's tons of movies now in the Star Wars universe, yeah. but originally when the Star Wars movies were made, Star Wars was first, uh, even though it's called Episode Four. It was originally just Star Wars, and then it came out with a sequel that was Empire Strikes Back. And if you look at these movies together, most people will say that Empire Strikes Back is the better of the two films. 
So we will say that Empire is the best film. The lore of Star Wars, or the characters that are the most uh, iconic, most of them actually come from Empire Strikes Back. Like Yoda. Fucking Yoda. Also, some of the, the, the most important lines come from this movie. I think this is one of the best ones. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, Star Wars itself sets up a world. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, or A New Hope, I guess. We have to refer to it now. A New Hope um, sets up a world, but doesn't give you a ton about it. Empire Strikes Back really cracks that door open and introduces you to, um, you know, the, the, the Jedi in full force, um, the sort of dark side, light side, um, Yoda, like you said, you know, and of course there's the no, you're, I am your father line that is the most misquoted line in all of uh, cinema for sure. Um, but yeah, everything, damn Tommy boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Chris Farley. I, I, that has to be the moment where it switched from no, I am your father to Luke. I am your father. Right. Yeah. Where he's talking into the fan in Tommy boy. Yeah. La, 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 Lu, Lu, Luke. I am your, yeah. He's doing that whole thing. Um, but yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, when you think of all of the real pop culture connections that we have to Star Wars, they are absolutely from this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but better, uh, equally good. <laughs> I think that, like I said, that's been debated for more significant not, in the series. Yes. We're not really going to debate it here. We're going to say that there's just so much that happens in this film that you can make a very big case for this film being better than the original. And I would actually, say that, if you didn't have Empire Strikes Back, you really wouldn't have the rest of the series because there's a lot that comes from this film. Right. And I would also say that no other Star Wars movie is as good as Empire Strikes Back. I would agree with that. Moving on to another Harrison Ford film, we're going to talk about the Indiana Jones series. Well, see here, Jeff, the, the actual sequel, the number two, not. We not have to skip good. all it the is, way to it number is shit. three. It is shit. Temple of Doom sucks. Here's the thing. I really like Temple of Doom. I don't. I was when, so let down. When you, when you like, it look starts at out all so three good. movies, Temple of Doom is the lowest, for sure. But Temple of Doom starts out really good and then, like, just is not a good movie. I don't know why. And notice we are not counting Crystal uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as one of the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> it is a crappy I liked, movie. I'm just going to proclaim for all of geekdom that that is non-canonical to the Indiana Jones franchise. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it's not a part of it. Last Crusade yeah. stars Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Mm. It is a very good film. We named a dog Indiana. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Also part of chronology is the young Indiana Jones series. Oh, for with, any of you um, out there. With uh, what's his face? River Phoenix, right? It was a no, no, TV? no, not, yeah, not TV River show. Phoenix. Not River Phoenix. It's with uh, River Phoenix did the young oh. Indiana Jones in the movie. In this movie, yeah. Who played, uh, who played the young Sean Indiana Pat Jones in the series? Sean Patrick Flannery was the young Indiana Jones. Oh, the, the guy from uh, the... Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Then great I am show. not familiar with what you're talking about. I'll take oh, your great word show. that it's a great show. You should watch it. Yeah. I, I, I You said young Indiana Jones, and I was like, that was... River Phoenix. Well, River Phoenix and plays it in The, the movie, Last Crusade. Yeah. yeah. The, the Last anyway. Crusade um, has all of the epic adventure of the first film 
it also uh we're also killing nazis in this one too right yep yeah and um, we have double crossing there's a hot there's women a, a fight on a tank uh sean connery yeah um we got a lot of cool stuff going on here there's there's horse riding uh there's a an epic uh there you know, riding quest. a blimp or something yeah there's a there's a fucking zeppelin <laughs> Where There's he, lots of cool stuff. He throws a Nazi out of the Zeppelin and then convinces the rest of these Nazi German people that it's all good because he didn't have his ticket. And everybody goes, oh, I need his <laughs> sure ticket, right? It's a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, yeah, no, good no like... If there's anything that we know in movies about like sort of uh, Nazis and travel is like they were really particular about their papers. So like that joke works, but also like uh, no one's getting away with punching like that's not an, an officer like punching and throwing a Nazi out of, of you know, flying. I will say <laughs> one like, of the best parts. He just mur like murdered a dude. Uh, and everybody's like, it's cool. He didn't have his ticket. One of the best parts. <laughs> this of this Last regime Crusade. is fucking terrible. Have your tickets. Your paperwork is everything. No, but one of the best parts about Last Crusade is how funny it is. Last Crusade is really funny. It is. It it um Sean Connery is great. Uh the the levity that, that he brings playing off as his sort of Indy's grumpy dad. And when they is, find out they're both banging the same chick. Yeah, that that's great too. really funny. Oh, misogyny. <laughs> 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 yeah and she she double crosses both of them so it's okay right like she was she was honeypotting both of them so yep. it's fine the next one is more of a personal one for me it's uh the karate kid movies i think the karate kid one was actually a little boring <laughs> uh, no i mean I, I always thought it was kind of boring until you got to the tournament it was always kind of boring the other problem i have with this movie is that in Karate Kid Part 1 and Karate Kid Part 3, Daniel LaRusso always just got his butt kicked the whole movie, especially in Karate Kid Part 3. In Karate Kid Part 1, for the first hour, he is he's bullied the whole movie. In Karate Kid Part 2, he actually has the ability to defend himself, and in the end, it's not a tournament. He's actually defending himself against the characters that are playing the bullies. That's no I think the only the time... Yeah, he's not really the underdog. He actually... He actually fights his way out of the the battle that he's in, and I think it's the only one where he really does that. I like Karate Kid Part Two a little better. Plus those hand drums, Jeff. Yeah, the hand drum. If you didn't have a hand drum, he wouldn't have been able to fight. Oh, that clack 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 clack. Yeah, yeah. That alone puts it puts it on top. Although I will say, the original Karate Kid has has a better theme song than than it's no. Hello, you've got you're the best around for the first one. Yeah. And you've got Peter Satira. Glory of love. Come on. You're the best is one of the best movie theme songs ever written. <laughs> Fuck your eye of the tiger. There's no <laughs> Fuck all of those things. You're the best around is is one of the best theme songs. And I mean, I guess if we if we know anything about uh, our conversations in the past, that if you have a great a great soundtrack. Uh, the movie is probably not not great. This one balances in the middle, so maybe the second one is better. But Jeff, theme song, the original Karate Kid wins. All right, we'll agree to disagree. Oh, that's next song. movie, Corey. Well, I'll let you take <laughs> take the next movie. This, uh, 
yeah, this next movie is uh, is a personal favorite of both Jeff and mine. We've talked about this movie at length uh, and on other episodes. Uh, the Vacation series in general um, is quite a nostalgic staple, I think, for both of us. Um, but one movie in particular, it happens to be the third in the series, I believe, uh, is Christmas Vacation. I mean, it's, it's a, a instant, uh, you know, Christmas time, you know, uh, iconic movie, right? But it's so fucking funny, even despite the Christmassy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, like it, 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 it is a, it is a holiday movie, but it's a, uh, it's beyond that as well. You know, like there, there's so many things that, so many lines uh, from from the movie that became iconic, um, despite it being Christmas themed, right? If I think about it, I can think of of quotes from it, but I've seen Christmas Vacation probably a hundred plus times at this point that like Christmas Vacation quotes are so easy to use even when it's not the holidays, you know? Yeah, and also the quotes keep, like if I I could do a quote from every scene of that movie and it is funny. That movie's yeah. quotes are in every scene of that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty jam-packed. It's one of those like uh, a few few like last year i think they, they you know people were starting to do their like your five perfect movies this would definitely be on my top five perfect movies yeah i mean there's there's no part of that movie where i don't think that they messed up mm-hmm. there's even because you can even see there's parts of that movie when you go back where they have stuff that i didn't realize until like 10 years after watching the movie mm-hmm. especially with beverly d'angelo like seeing things she's doing in the background where she's She's acting, and you don't even notice what she's doing until you go back and look, and it's like, oh my god, she's got her hand on his crotch in a scene yeah. where, or she's throwing the food when she's instead of where she's supposed to be eating it because she doesn't want to eat the food. Like, <laughs> you know, there's other things they put in the movie that you didn't even realize was there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, a an onion of a movie. There's lots and lots of layers of funny and just things. There's yeah, every I mean, you, you and I have probably seen it uh every you want at least once every year since we were that's kids, an understatement right? yeah i'm just saying like on average like at least once a year i could um, probably start saying a line or start saying it from the beginning i could probably talk the whole whole movie right now we could just recite the movie yeah next week on switch the envelope <laughs> we're Corey we're re- jeff recite <laughs> the movie christmas vacation from memory <laughs> Yeah, joy to the world. Exactly. Start from there and and go. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie. And if you're not on the Christmas vacation bandwagon, add that to your your holiday um, uh, traditions because you're missing out if you if you're not on board with Christmas vacation. All right, next movie is The Dark Knight. Okay, so The Dark Knight is the second in this in the Christopher Nolan series of Batman movies. Mm-hmm. I have to preface this. It is not my favorite Batman series. I like the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton mo- movies. You're a purist. Yeah. And um, I can respect that. <laughs> I disagree, but I but I respect it. <laughs> I like the I like Michael Keaton's Batman. Um although I don't like the choices that Tim Burton made with the sequels of that one. Yeah. But I do like the Michael Keaton versions. Uh I, yeah, the original Michael Keaton Batman good. Uh Batman Returns good to a point. Yeah. And then Penguins have missiles on them, and Michael Keaton can't can't turn his head to look behind him. It's 
some awkward stuff. A little stuff. weird. But anyway, yeah. The Dark Knight is really good because of Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'm just gonna, that's all I'm, you really uh, need to know. He, Heath, yeah, Ledger. Heath Ledger. He made that movie yeah. what it is. I don't really think Christian Bale did anything different in either movie. I think he had weird, weird Batman voice. But I <laughs> it got progressively weirder. Yeah, it did get progressively. You know, but I honestly think that that Joker in the Dark Knight made that movie great. Absolutely, from beginning to end, it was great. The I mean the the script Ledger was awesome. Was was uh was better. It was telling a more interesting story. I think Um, having Heath Ledger's Joker be this ribbon that flows through the entire thing um, in this really magical way, like he's instantly captivating on stage or not on stage on screen um, in his performance of the Joker. He, the bank know, scene was super interesting too. That's what I'm saying. From the, the first moment he's on screen. That was a very interesting way to start out the movie. Yeah. It's um to show how diabolical the Joker was. I mean, I, I would have to say that like for me, the dark Knight is one of the best comic book movies ever made. Okay. And lastly, we'll talk, we'll talk about a movie that maybe a lot of you don't even care about. <laughs> but I think was better than the original. We'll talk about the movie Lethal Weapon. Now, Lethal Weapon was a series that was very popular. They made four in total. If you've ever seen the first one, Mel Gibson was very green as an actor. He was overselling the uh, action star the, vibe. He had a crazy. very thick, yeah, he had a very thick Australian accent. Big mullet. <laughs> yeah. When he this would, like, this is him like fresh off of Mad Max, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, this movie was. I don't know, man. The it doesn't hold up over time when you watch the, it. The original. Yeah, the original. It just doesn't. Like when he's going after somebody, he's shooting, but you can tell he's shooting into the midair. He's, he's just like shooting, like, <laughs> like, like, just wildly into the air. He's supposed to be like this marksman. It's the weirdest movie. You don't you don't so, buy Riggs and Murtaugh on in the first one, but the second one they come around. No, the whole time he's supposed to be suicidal in the first one. Yeah, he does the whole thing uh, in the building with the other guy. Like, let's jump together, right? But then you know the second one is actually just a better movie. Uh, he he learned how to do an American accent. Well, I wouldn't say that makes somebody a better actor, but you know, no, no. But like, like we've said, Amber Heard. Didn't know the difference between English, English, and American English between Aquaman, theatrical, and then the theatrical version of Justice League and the, the Justice cut. League with with Zack Snyder. Yeah, Snyder. and then he, yeah, he changed her accent for the Snyder cut, but then we still have Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> and the theatrical release. Anyway, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2 was just a really great action movie that matured. They have better writers. Mel Gibson's able to take on a better dramatic role. Danny Glover is just able to say, I'm getting too old for this shit, in a much better dramatic way. You know what I'm saying? He was more method about it. He's able to say, instead of, I'm getting too old for this shit, it's more, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know by saying? the second one, he really was too old for this shit. Exactly. And by the fourth one, man, was he too old for this shit. She just like he never really gave up the shit though. That's really his, char- his character flaw. His, he had to internalize that he was for never four, really going to give up the shit that he was too old for. He was yeah. retiring. He was retiring for four movies, trying to get off the get up the shit. It just you just can't can't step away from greatness, Jeff. Sometimes it just keeps sucking you back in. Yeah, once you survive a toilet seat bomb, Jeff, it's hard to leave. 
Well, parody is the highest form of flattery, as we all know. And Lethal Weapon 2 was actually parodied Parodied. by like four different movies that came out the year after. There was Loaded Weapon. There was Naked Gun 2, uh, 33 and a third or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. there was a ton of movies that parodied that movie because it was so popular. Loaded Weapon has one of the funniest gags with a trailer on a beach. That's from Lethal Weapon 2. No, he has the trailer on the beach, but when they go in Loaded Weapon, when they go inside the trailer and it's this mansion with chandeliers and shit. Exactly. Uh, I remember seeing that as a kid and like my dad had to pause the movie because I was a belly laughing so hard at that sight gag. Anyway, so those are our movies to go out and watch that have saved or been better than their original movie. Yeah. Best sequels that are better than the originals. Best sequels ever. <laughs> sequels get a bad rap, Jeff. They do because oftentimes because there's so many that are, are terrible. <laughs> yeah, so many that are terrible. It's hard to capture that lightning in a bottle uh, twice in in movies, though the studios keep trying. But this list is uh, is a bunch of gold where they they were able to capture that lightning even better, I guess, the second time. Uh, all right. Well, if you like the show, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, rate and review us. Uh, that, that'll help. Five stars, and then you can write whatever the hell you want. Um, but more importantly, uh, recommend us to a friend. If you like the show, spread the love. Then you guys can talk about how much you like or dislike what we just talked about. Carry on the conversation. If you'd like to carry on the conversation with us, uh, follow us on Twitter at Switch Envelope or on Instagram at Switch the Envelope. Or you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Anything else, Jeff? Why, yes, Corey. Make sure to go over to the Better Than Most Things podcast. Corey and I did a little roundtable over there, and we'd like you to go over and check us out. Those guys, Sean and Max, are awesome. So go take a listen. Uh, so go check us out and hear what we had to say about the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League beyond what tidbits we shared tonight. Uh, go see one of these sequels, and we'll see you later, Switches. See you later. The following has been a Riff Laugh production.